chapter 29. I'm glad to be back. Love you, 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 love you. Love you. Jeremiah 29, verse 10. But thus saith the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you in causing you to return to this place. I know the thoughts or plans that I think towards you, saith the Lord, plans of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. God's painkiller are his promises. The painkillers are his promises. Every time we get in pain, the Bible does not instruct you to pray so he can send an answer. The answer's already been sent. The painkiller are his promises. The promises were sent before the problem. Lord have mercy. And, 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 and in childlike faith, what I have to do when my life is going through considerable pain is wait on the promise that God has already sent. Do I have a witness? It is, it, is, it is medicinal. It is something of a medicine that will heal my sin-sick soul. In the midst of our struggles and strife, God sends us his strength. In our problems and in our pains, we are surrounded and supported yeah, by God's strong promises. When our faith fails, God supplies us with fortitude and favor. Amen. When, amen, we feel plummeted and perplexed, God loves us with a peace, a pardon, and a prosperity to heal our hurts. The prophet Jeremiah was both a pre-exilic and an exilic prophet. Pre-exilic means before the exile. He, he was prophesying to Judah, who was corrupt and did not view her sister Israel, 12 tribe, 10 tribes up north, with seriousness. She went on and became worse. And what Jeremiah was doing, Jeremiah began to prophesy against Judah, amen, and, and, and he prophesied that a captivity was coming in the person of Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, and Judah continuously rebelled. Every now and then, when we can't hear God, God makes us hear him. God, God performs and allows things to go on to, amen, get us to yield to what God is saying. 
And the word Jeremiah means Jehovah throws. And Jeremiah remained unmarried because it coincided with him preaching to Judah. In chapter 16, verse 14, don't turn, it says that he was unmarried. And Jeremiah, Jeremiah, Jeremiah is called the weeping prophet. Jeremiah went through a lot of pain, personal pain and plight because of his calling. And he was born in a little town called Anathoth, three miles northeast of Jerusalem, amen, and, and functioned as a prophet for God. And the territory in which he grew up in was known as the tribe of Benjamin's tribal inheritance. Meaning that his tribe was Benjamin and, 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 and Jeremiah, a man, uh, prophesied to those who refused to repent. And the fall took place in 586 uh, uh, B.C., Amen. There were, there, were, there were six deportations in the book of Daniel, but here, Daniel, uh, 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 Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and, 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 and uh, Nahum and others were con contemporaries. They all preached the same, uh, uh, you know, the same time, and, and the Assyrians came down 722 B.C. and took the ten tribes into captivity. Amen. And, and then God waited and gave... Uh, Judah chance to repent she wouldn't so God sent Nebuchadnezzar to take her uh, amen her away and that's when Daniel the three Hebrew boys four teenagers were transported amen into Babylon and 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 the 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 thematic uh, uh, scripture here is that in the midst of our pain God has purpose. In the, midst, in the midst of our pain, there's pardon. In the midst of our pain, amen, when we repent, there's prosperity. In the midst of our pain, there, 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 there is a preemption uh, of, of evil. And, and in the midst of our pain, there, there, there is a profitable, amen, blessing coming, listen to pastor, so that we are persuaded that God is praiseworthy. In, in other words, God will let you get into something knowing he's going to pull you out, knowing he's going to make it right, knowing he's going to change your circumstances, knowing he's going to bless your family, knowing he's going to bless your mind, your heart, and your will so that you can praise him. Can I get a witness? I'm so sick and tired of church folk that don't want to praise the Lord. They want to give everybody else credit for where they are today. They're talking about their degrees, their education, their frat sisters, their, I mean, their frat brothers, their, their sorority sisters. Their, come on, give me a break. Your mother, your father, your grand. No, it was the Lord that pulled me out of trouble. It was, it was the Lord that planted my feet on a solid ground it was the lord that turned me around and made me shout give the credit where the credit is due hallelujah oh you gave me a job but the lord woke you up this morning do i have a witness oh you lend me a dollar but the lord put the money in your pocket Everything comes from him. Yeah. 
now unto him who's able to keep you from falling. Can I get a witness? And it's here in this prophecy, this prophecy, this prophecy that there is a unique context of the present. There is a unique context of the future and there's a greater unique context of the far future. See, the reason that we as a church need to understand theological platforms is because every promise that God made is not for you. I'm sick and tired of folk claiming and naming stuff that God never meant for you. God didn't promise you land, seed, and blessing. God didn't promise you 40 acres and a mule. Can I get away? God, God didn't promise you that. I'm, I'm preaching up in this place. God, God, didn't, God didn't promise you be rich. Can I get a witness? In fact, 1 Corinthians 2 says, God has chosen the base things, and the poor things, the no good things to confound the wise. Do I have a witness? It's tight, but it's right. And, and so here, here in this context, he's dealing with present-day Israel, the present of Jeremiah's time. And then he's dealing with a church, an ecclesia, that's hidden. That's hidden. Here's how you test the authenticity of people's uh, theology. The church was not known, nor was ecclesia mentioned. It was only hinted at in Isaiah that the Gentiles would come to light. They would see a great light. They, you know, that, that God is talking to the Jews, then God is talking to a hidden church in Acts 2, then God is talking to the millennium period. Amen. When Jesus rules with a rod of iron as Messiah. Amen. So be careful what promises you dare claim. Can I get a witness? Uh, child of God, child of God, child of God. When you look at the uh, uh, Edenic covenant, that was for the Garden of Eden. When you look at the Adamic covenant, that's after uh, Adam and Eve sinned. When you look at the Noahic covenant, that was for Noah's time. Do I have a witness? When you look at the Abrahamic covenant, some of it is for the church because all the nations of the world will be blessed. Do I have a witness? The Davidic covenant ain't got nothing to do with you. That's throne rights. That because of his heritage, somebody's coming who's going to sit on a throne forever. That's talking about the Messiah King. Can I get a witness? And, 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 so, and so child of God, child of God, child of God is in this context that Jeremiah deals with three facets that Israel, like us, we are God's calling. Kaleo is the Greek word for calling. He called, listen, he called us out, ek. He called us out of darkness and translated us into his marvelous light. Are y'all getting this? Yeah, yeah. He called us out of ignorance. He called us out of sin. He called us out of dirt. He called us, he called us out of a whole bunch of mess. And, 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 and when you look at one preposition, because prepositions are directional, when God calls you from something, he's automatically calling you to something. When he calls you out of something, he's calling you into something. Do I have a witness? The problem in the church, folk want to get up and testify that God called them out, but they never left nothing. In, in the name of Jesus, you got to be on your way going 
hard something. So God dealt with the calling in chapter 1 when he told Jeremiah, Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Now, now, now that's scary. Between my mother's womb and my sin in the world, was a whole lot of junk. God called us before we knew ourselves. He called us before we came out of the womb. Lord, have mercy. This, this fits with election. Can I get a witness? He called, he called, he called. Uh, well, I didn't hear nothing. He didn't call you by name. He called you by power. He called you out. He called you out. He chose you. Ephesians chapter 1. He predestinated you. He ordained you. Come on now. He called you out. Well, wait a minute. If God is true and every man's alive, if God is fair, how can God call me and not call my, my road buddy that me and him did the same thing, went to the same places, committed the same sin, because Romans says, out of the same lump, God pulled clay out of a lump and saved it. That's why we got to praise him. Do I have a witness? I did everything my road buddies did. Oh, I'm preaching up in this place. Can I get a witness? I, I was as depraved as they were, but God chose to save me because salvation is of the Lord. Somebody says, I don't know why Jesus loves me. I, I don't know why Jesus cares. I don't know why Jesus gave his life, but I'm so glad he did. He called. And after he called, yeah. And the calling wasn't by accident, it was by appointment. Do I have a witness? And the calling won because you were good or bad. And the calling won because your works were right and not wrong. Do I have a witness? In fact, there was nothing in you nor me that gave God reason to call us. He called you because he wanted to call you. He called you because he decided to call you. He called you, Lord had mercy, and he paid for your calling at Calvary. Uh, do I have a witness? He died for your sins. Hey, can I get a witness? And, 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 and so there's a calling aspect, and then there's a calamity aspect, because Judah continuously sinned. God was bringing captivity. And then third, there's a colonist aspect. God's counsel to Judah is, you got to stay here for 70 years. And after 70 years, my promises will kick in. Can I get a witness? It's getting tight up in here. So three things we want to look at this morning. God gives a promise of his presence. Look at verse 10. For thus saith the Lord, and by the way, I didn't bring this out this morning. Your Bible should say the word Lord is small l-o-r-d, which is Adonai. It's Jesus. Oh, Yahweh is capital L-O-R-D. Psalm 110, the Lord, Yahweh, said to my Lord, Adonai, sit at my right hand. Till I make your enemies your footstool. Oh, that's kind of tight. And, 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 and so look at the promise in verse 10. 
his presence. He says, For thus saith the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon. Stop. Why 70? Because God is righteous. According to Leviticus, Israel sinned every seventh year for 490 years. When you divide seven into 490, you get 70. Every seventh year, God told them to let the land rest. They worked it. They were greedy for money. And God let their sins accumulate and said, since I'm a just God, you don't have to stay in captivity 490 years. You only sinned every seventh year. So since I'm a mathematician, you only have to serve 70 years. In God just, I'm preaching up in this place. So he he says, hang in there, uh, for thus saith the Lord, verse 10, that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you. Now, now this visitation is not as if God is coming from California or Canada. God is everywhere at the same time. Psalm 139 said, if I make my bed in hell, he's there. In the everywhere at the same time. In fact, wherever you're going when you leave church, God's sitting there waiting for you. Isn't he there waiting for you? God is everywhere, omnipresent, at the same time. But he says, I will visit you. In other words, I'm going to visit you with favor. I'm going to visit you. My presence shall be with you. My presence means I will protect you. Can I get a witness? And notice God's performance. Uh, Look at verse 10. I will visit you and perform my good word toward you. What a promise. People give you a bad word. And you, you can't understand the good word until you go back into creation. Genesis 2, when God created the heavens and the earth, the luminaries, the sun and the moon, the stars, protons, electrons, neutrons, magnetic force fields. You matter. Can I get a witness? God called land out of the sea. Lord, have mercy. Uh, By his word. His word cannot come back void. Once the word go out, it's got to accomplish what he sets out to do. And God says, you know what? I love you so much. If you get caught up in my presence, my good word will come and get you. My good word will deliver you. My good word will make room for you. Do I have a witness? Uh, uh, Look what he says. And perform my good word toward you in causing you to return to this place. He not only gives us his presence. And Christians, Sister Hicks needs to, amen, we need to practice the presence of God. Can you see God? No, you can't see him. You can't see him. But practice his presence. When I get in my car, he's in there. When I go to work, he's there. When I go in my kitchen, he's there. When I go in the bathroom, he's there. When I go in the shower, he's there. God is everywhere. And when you practice his presence, the more you practice his presence, the less you fear. The more you practice his presence, the more you can praise him. In the time of trouble, the more you practice his presence, you can get up and say, good morning to my Jesus. Can I get a witness? You got to practice his presence. Do I have a witness? 
And, and child of God, uh, here's what he's saying in verse 11, for I know the thoughts or plans that I think toward you. Say if the Lord thoughts of peace, we move from the presence to the peace, and not of evil. And here's why, because I'm giving you an expected end. I'm taking you somewhere you can't go by yourself. I'm doing something in your life you can't make happen. Can I get a witness? You can get the whole church to pray for you. They can't take you nowhere. Only God can take you where he wants you to go. Only God can, uh, can the Lord furnish a table in the wilderness. Can, is, is there anything too hard for the Lord? You got to wait with child, keep on praying. The Lord is able to bring them back. Can, if, if there's a broken marriage, the Lord can be super glue. Can he be super glue? Can I get a witness? The Lord, isn't he able? He's able, he's able, he's able to bring peace. I'll bring you back. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. I'll bring you back. I'll regather you. I'll restructure you. Amen. I'll restore the years that the locusts, Joel 2, have eaten. Now, let me stop pausing, Park. I'm getting out of your way. Can't preach too long, baby. Listen. In my lifetime, with all my running, all my sinning, all my self-sufficiency, all my pride, ah, all my mess. Whew. Locusts have eaten up my crop. Locusts have eaten up my mind, my heart, my emotions, my will. Do I have a witness? And God says, you know what? Once you repent, once you get your life right, once you, once you turn around, once you plant your feet on solid ground, once, once you put a new song in your mouth, even praise, God said, I will. He didn't say I might. He said, I will restore the years. Look how long them locusts been eating at you. Years. Your rebellion, your defiance, your, 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 your self-made will. I, uh, uh, I will restore the years. The locusts. When you get to Joel, there's six different times of locusts. Listen, God, called, God is so deep, he called out three different kinds of locusts and said, what the first one won't get, the second will. And what the second won't get, the third one will. So something going to eat you up. Turn to your neighbor and say, something going to eat you up. If you stay out of the will of God. Can I get a witness? Uh, uh, but, but, but I will restore the years that the locusts have eaten. A promise. Every time I'm in pain, every time things are going topsy-turvy, God doesn't ask me to quote a promise. God just wants me to know there is. There, there is a promise. And the promise is going to pull you out. And the promise is going to plant your feet. And the promise is going to make you praise him. Can I get a witness? Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Didn't he say that? 
in John 14 when he told the disciples he's going away he said let not your hearts be troubled don't get agitated you believe in God believe also in me why Jesus because in my father's house there are many mansions if it were not so I would have told you and I'm going ahead of you to prepare a place for you heaven is a prepared place for prepared people can I get a witness that's what glory is all about and don't come preaching from this pulpit with all them different translations King James Virgin King James was a 16th century man of God and he uses the Shakespearean English. Do I have a witness like mortitude for death, a mansion for house. I don't want to think I went through all this hell and I'm in an apartment. I don't want no condominium when I leave here. I want to walk into a mansion. Can I get a witness? And he, he tells me that I have a mansion waiting for me. I looked at one of these translations talking about rooms. I don't want no room. God gives us uh -huh, the promise of his peace. My peace I give unto you, not as the world give it, give it unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Every time you feel fearful, God's peace went out the door. And he said, I'll give you a perfect peace, whose mind is stayed, Isaiah 26.3, on me, because he trusteth in me. Can I get a witness? I'm coming along, coming along, coming along, coming along. He deals with, yeah. His presence, his peace, but finally, he deals with his passion. In chapter 30, when you get home from 29 to 31, count the personal pronouns I. It's God talking, saying, I'm going to make all this happen. I didn't ask Raymond Gordon to make this happen. I didn't ask the pastor or the minister of music to make it happen. I didn't ask your husband or wife to make it happen. I. Can I get a witness? I'm going to make it happen. Uh, do I have a witness? But he talks about in 3131 a new covenant. Now, here's where we have problems in church. People come up and they want to teach and preach, but amen, I am a dispensationalist. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, the whole Bible, all 66 books, is for your information, but not your participation. Can I get a witness? When God spoke to Noah, he wouldn't speak in the Raymond Garden. Do I have a witness? When God spoke to Jeremiah and, and Ezekiel and Daniel, he wouldn't speak in the Raymond Garden. Do I have a witness? You, 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 got to, you got to pull out what belongs to you. Uh, do I have a witness? And child of God, all the personal pronouns talks about a new covenant. It's spiritual, it's divine, it's dynamic, but it's inward, it's inside. And then a new component. Look at 3133, 3133, come on now. In the name of Jesus, look what it says. But this shall be the covenant, the will, the last will and testament that I will make with the house of Israel after those days. I will put my law 
in their inward parts and write it on their heart. Now, wait a minute, God. You mentioned Israel. God says, yes, I did. I'm talking to Old Testament prophet called Jeremiah. I'm talking to Israel. Look, look at this. Look at this. Contextually, I'm talking to Israel. But beyond Jeremiah, part of this promise is for the church. When you get saved and the Holy Ghost comes to live inside of you, he starts writing the laws on your heart. Can I get a witness? He starts convicting you when you won't do right. He starts straightening up your life when you want to live dirty. Do I have a, 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 a witness in the house? Can I get a witness? I don't mean no harm, but when you meet Jesus, you can go back into the garbage dump. Uh, can I get a witness? Y'all getting quiet on me. Oh, you can slip up and you can mess up and you, you can break every now and then, but you just can't live there. You can't live in homosexuality. You can't live in lesbianism. You can't live in witchcraft. You just can't stay there because there's something on the inside that keeps messing me up. There's somebody on the inside that'll wake you up. Won't he shake you? Won't he get you up? Won't he tell you you're in sin? Won't he mess up your circumstances? That's what makes God God. He's able. A new covenant, a new component, a new compassion, a new capacity. God gives us the promise of his power. Uh, the promise to perform his perfections. The promise to promote his people. The promise to persuade the pitiful. The promise to prevent the pollution. The promise to pull us out of trouble. The promise to preempt the devil. The promise to please himself. Uh, do I have a witness? I know predetermination, the plan's profitability. I have for you personal blessings to bring you a program purpose to a desired end. God's going to do it all and all to Jesus. I surrender. Can I get a witness? God, you promised you would clean up my heart. You promised you would change my steps. You promised you would enhance my mind. You promised, Lord God, you would make a way out of no way. You promised you would heal my children. You would fix my troubled marriage. You put running in my feet and clapping in my hand and joy in my soul. Say yeah, the Lord is my high tower. The Lord is my refuge and strength. The Lord is, the Lord is, the Lord is, the Lord is. Can I get a witness up in this house? That's why the songwriter said, blessed time. Assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. I'm an heir of salvation, purchased of God, born of his spirit, washed in his blood. This is my story. This is.
Let's stay on your feet. Painkillers. His promises. As every hit his baby eyes closed, if you need to be saved, don't walk out this church. You need to be saved. Raise your hand. You want to join this church in Christian experience? Raise your hand. Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? We love you. Gary, we're Gary. Come on up here, Gary. Listen. Now it's offering time. And God loves a cheerful giver. Taking up one offering, our tides. Listen, next Sunday, do not miss next Sunday. It's Quantum Leap. Screens will be on, round, roundabouts out. We're going we gonna to shout up in this place. Can I get a witness? Now listen, when Solomon put the new temple up, he asked for a new offering. God bless you. Come on, man. Let's go. Yeah, close out too. Hey, hey Gary, you can preach if you want to. <laughs> Love you, man. Love you. Amen. Suffering time. And God loves what? A cheerful giver. Amen. Amen. It's our time.